Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, the international edition right here on Tojina and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom at 386 Burbank Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group will be – oh, wait a minute. We're not taking a break. Huh. Joining us now is my co-host all the way from uh, Britain is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Parson. Good afternoon. Okay. And so it, we're being brought to you by... The letter A. I know you always say that. Yeah. <laughs> Every freaking time you say that. Yeah, well, you say the same thing about circles of wisdom. That's because they are real sponsors. <laughs> What's wrong with Sesame Street? Well, I don't, are they sponsoring us? No, but it's a good American educational program. I didn't, I didn't see the check in the mail. Did you? No. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Anyways, uh, I you can't believe... Paid. Where's, my, where's my cut? You don't get a cut. Well, that's, that's fair. Capitalism in action. It's typical... In action. Typical. Typical uh, U.S. Uh, yeah. We're doing you a... We, we're doing you a fave, you know? Oh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, I can't believe it. You'll be coming over here very, very shortly. Let me see. Not very shortly. Three weeks today, I'll be sitting in London waiting to get on a plane tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. And uh, Next look, the show will be brought to you from London Airport. Brought to you by Cadbury Chocolates. Yeah. Why don't we get them as a sponsor? Um, well, America owned them now, don't they? Uh, probably they own everything. You know, well, the, Hershey. You know, you know, that's the interesting thing in, in the world is that how things change so much. I remember one period of time the British were buying up everything over here. And then it was the Japanese. The Japanese were buying everything over here. It's, it's a crazy world. I, I can't figure it out. See a world economy, um, I guess. Yeah, it's, as you say, it's a crazy world. I mean, I can't. I can't believe that three years ago we voted to leave the EU and three years later we're still in it yeah well uh, did they suspend parliament not yet they're working on it yeah okay once that's out of the way I guess you will be oh hello are you there I am and the internet's working okay so once that's happening won't you be in in uh, Get rid of uh, Europe? We can't get rid of Europe. I mean, we're sort of tied alongside it, like a battleship or a floating aircraft carrier. They can blow up the channel. You know that. There are explosives in there. Oh, well, there was was always a plan. Should Germany ever reinvade France, that they (laughs) did concrete to stop the French surrender monkeys getting through the tunnel. Yeah, there you go. We bailed out their sorry asses twice before, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know it, aren't they? Yeah. Hey, we have a guest tonight. We do. We do. We Is have it? 
It is. It's, is it a psychic? Uh, no, something even a more... A medium! Terrible and mysterious. The Teller of Tales. No way. Yeah, do you remember he, that? He died. Uh, well, he may have well have done. He's nipped <laughs> off with the very expensive book of scripts. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I, I, you know, I don't think he uh, exists anymore, as far as I know. It's only on Twitter. Only on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Certainly anyway. not. But certainly not where he was contracted to be. The show. <laughs> anyway, uh, so joining us now is the teller of curious tales, who will also be over here in a few short weeks as well. I will indeed. Good evening, Ron. How are you? Good. Good. And can I say, can't wait to be back. You won't be at London Airport this time next week, will you? No, I'll be there in about three weeks. No, I mean, like, <clears throat> time-wise. Oh, no, I should actually be getting there about this time. So you're going to rush in at the ad break? And yes, people... yeah. God help us. I'm going to find out the hotel room first, don't I'm, worry. I'm, I'm don't worry, do... folks, I won't tell him which room. Might even do a live teller that night, who knows? Well, we're doing one at Spirit Quest. We are. Big news! Ron doesn't know, I don't think. He does now. He does now. Since, since I asked you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, asked, you asked me, I yep. told him. <laughs> exactly, because you are the controller of the teller of curious tales. You are the king. the radio scripts. That's correct. You know what's funny, kind of uh, humorous, and it has nothing to do with anything, uh, is we did the haunted tours on, on the, the Coast Guard base uh, Saturday. And the Coast Guard, of course, we finished the tours after midnight. So there is a pedestrian gate that goes on to the base, and it's it's always it's always on lock and key. And so they uh, they gave me the key to the the pedestrian gate, uh, gate, and uh, I had to return to the course after midnight in a special place. And then they said you have to have somebody. Uh, by the gate at all times. And I says, yes, we have some. So, do you know what we had that night? No. Ghostbuster reference. I, I was the... Gatekeeper. No, Keymaster. Key Zool. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, Nancy was the gatekeeper, so... Uh, did you Ghostbuster reference here. Did you confirm you were a god? I did. I always do. You know that. What's that, Dylan? Is there any answer you should give? If someone asks you you're a god, what do you say? Yeah, I know. Perfect line. You say yes, right? Middle name of my son, Jesus. Son of God. Yeah. So did anything happen on the weekend then, Ron, at the lighthouse? Actually, it did. All oh, right. Okay. It's never been let down yet. Tell us more. Uh, I don't know if I should because it will break up the tour. But oh, right. Uh, okay. Well, was it I, interesting? It was interesting and uh, uh, something that really took us by surprise. So, but anyway, I shouldn't go into it's it great. because now we know where that great white that was seen over Cape Cod went. <laughs> yeah, the land shark. They can jump out of the water. Yeah, they can jump out of the water and they dance and stuff like that. Yeah, doing the movie. 
Anyway, yeah, we did have a, an interesting experience, and uh, I don't want to really re- reveal it right now because uh, people paid to go to these tours. So if I do it, then it kind of destroys it. Uh, this is such an unusual event. But when you guys are over here and we're on the porch sucking down a beer, uh, I'll, we'll reveal it then. Sounds like a very, very good idea. So mm-hmm. Did you know that the Teller of Curious Tales is teetotal? What? <laughs> yeah, what? he's strict Presbyterian. He's strictly teetotal. He's well, a Presbyterian. I'm drinking an American-style IPA. Is that what the P stands for? Yes, Presbyterian. Presbyterian, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Intoxicated Presbyterian ale. No, just the pee. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dylan is. Dylan has become my source for. Uh, all my information on, uh, you know, caught, criminals caught on film or that the, whatever that series was called when they, they need questions because it was filmed in, in London and, and well, in the UK. And uh, I would have these questions of what they would say about the police and, and Dylan being a former policeman. Uh, he would uh, uh, let me know. I, I thought that was kind of interesting, though, I, you know, because it was like uh, code names for different. Uh, nationalities and uh, and races, and I don't know if we could let that fly over here in the United States. Someone would freaking sue us for sure. <laughs> well, the old IC one and IC three and all yes, those. Yes, that one. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that was in, in, intriguing. But anyways, um, I'm looking forward to you guys coming over here. Of course, you both be at Spirit Course, which is Spirit Course the X Files this year. Uh, and uh, we've got a great lineup. There's going to be vendors. There's going to be henna. Uh, there will be uh, what else? Readers, psychic readers, and of course a great lineup. And a special uh, event Saturday night and Friday night. So awesome, awesome. Chinese food. I know. I did that just for Steve. I was so good to him this year. I've suffered for how many years with pizza and chicken pot pie? <laughs> oh, well, it's only you. <laughs> and this is how you treat a guest. It's the American way. Eat what eat. We eat. Oh, you don't get nothing. You know, that's funny because we were taught that when we were growing up. You know, you ate with the family. Nowadays, like, they give six different meals to each of the kids. Oh, I don't want that. Oh, I want this. I want this. Like, you got to be out of your mind. Anyway. I think we not allowed to leave the table until he finished. Exactly. <laughs> when I were a lad, my dad fed 12 of us for a week on a hedgehog baked in clay. I was 12 year old before I realized it was a toilet brush. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, one of the things I hated, of course, was oatmeal and absolutely hated oatmeal. And I would sit there and sit there and sit there until uh, I had to eat the damn thing. So I used to like stir it in my cheeks as a like a chipmunk. And of course, the longer you uh, wait with oatmeal, the more it turns into cement. Oh, God. That's why I, I still to this day, I still never eat oatmeal. <laughs> Even though it's great now, they have all kinds of nice apples and cinnamon and all kinds of stuff, but uh, no. Love oatmeal. Por- porridge we tend to call it. But... Porridge, yeah. yeah. I love it. Very oh. healthy food for it. Very it good. is. It's very good food. It's good in the summer, too. Oh, okay. Mm. 
Very good for you. Thank so, Dylan, I, I understand you've watched launched the new Endeavor. Endeavor. Oh yes, the, uh, yeah. Well, 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 yeah, you know, but it, it's the Great American Ghost Tour. Oh yeah, yes, it's, it's, you yeah. It's um, a nice little accompaniment to the Great British Ghost Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been quite a, a pleasure to start putting some American accounts together and putting them online. I, I think this is so funny because, you know, the leading British experts are Americans. So it only makes sense that the leading American experts should be British, right? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> are we referring to a particular American ghost hunter who's written a whole series of Internet stuff about British ghost hunts and can't tell the difference between England and Scotland? Uh, probably. But but there are others, too. That was I remember them interviewing on the telly uh uh, a gentleman was supposed to be an expert on the, the crown, and he was an American. <laughs> well, when they, when we had the last royal wedding, they had um, all of the uh, all the experts on on the monarchy were American. Yeah, yeah. Because, See, that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Americans have a fascination with the monarchy that we don't. Yeah, have. I do. Do you know I've watched every every wedding? Yeah. Well, you know why America has that fascination? Because you you foolishly went for independence. So we've had a continual history of monarchs. Yes. Um, and we, we sort of get kind of blasé about them, like castles. Why didn't you ever grant us independence? You should have kept on, hold on to us, you know, and then you wouldn't have to worry about Beck's quick or anybody else. There's a good, there's a good example at the moment because there's, a, there's quite a, 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 some people uh, who want to scupper Brexit and keep us in Europe. But I'm mindful that during the American Revolution, there was actually quite a – not everybody wanted to be independent of the crown. Several states wanted no, we had, to – We had a lot of loyalists here in the in – the, Exactly. Uh, yeah. And they predicted doom and gloom on the colonies should they separate from the crown. And so now, like, 200 years later, that doom right. and gloom has come to fruition. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> I mean, look, America, it's a, a giant independent trading super state. Mm-hmm. And because it broke with a lot of debt – because it broke with a, 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 a tyrannical overlord. Mm. Mm. Such oh, a well. It happens. We're th- throwing off the chains. And look what the British did to the White House. Well, yeah, we, we know about that. But that's all right. God, God punished me. He wiped out probably half the uh, troops that were involved there when that freak hurricane came up and uh, killed them on the, perif- the uh, peninsula. Destroyed. Yeah, that's, that's not a good analogy today. Not with that Hurricane Dorian that won't move off the Bahamas. Yes, but it's, it's downgraded to it's a freaky. Category 2 now, so that's the good thing. Yeah, it's freaky, though, how it just stopped. I know. it. It's like... You know, is, is that part of the uh, Bermuda Triangle? Must be. Well, uh, well no, it can't, it can't no, be, because if it was, it would have just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody seen a hurricane? There was one here yesterday, and now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody find it? It's it's working that way. Uh, so let me ask you this: and and do you do you? Uh, I guess well, I was going to say, do you believe in the pure triangle? But that's not really a good way to put it. Uh, what what do you think is the reason for the disappearances and occurrences occurring in the Bermuda Triangle, so-called Bermuda Triangle? 
Are you asking for my opinion? Yeah, because anyone, anyone will, will speak up. This is that kind of show, you know. I, I can remember as uh, I think I must have been about seven or eight, uh, and I'm picking up a book in school. By Charles Burley. No, 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 no. no. Oh, you did um, a good book. Then. No, I uh, pick up a, a book in the school library, and it had the world's greatest mysteries in it, and the Bermuda Triangle was one of them, and be absolutely fascinated by the warships and the planes and all those things that disappeared. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think there's anything unusually paranormal about it. Well, and yet you're prepared to believe in the existence of a, something that nobody can prove the existence of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you go for looking for, around for invisible people in the back. How do you define what's a mystery that's not purposeful that isn't? So, for example, there are a lot of witnesses and credible information that talks about Mysterious happenings, uh, instruments going awry, flights disappearing. That's right. Chips disappearing. And mm-hmm. you, you, chips disappearing. Dismiss that with a wave of the hand. Mirrors. It's all in the mirrors. And then people say, oh, oh, I saw a ghost. And you're prepared to gullibly accept that. I never gullibly accept anything. Well, I was fascinated by it. Well, I mean, yeah, but you just wiped out the Bermuda Triangle as a... He asked my opinion. He did, didn't he? Even though it was erroneous. Yeah, but you'll chase ethereal ghost phantoms and... Never chased a phantom, I've never seen one to chase. I refer you to the Great British Ghost Tour, the Great... And and indeed, (coughs) the website that borrowed my URL, uh, the Ghost Hunter website. No, it wasn't borrowed because it was available to... Yeah, 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 you just URL. I took the impetus. Impetus. All right. So, what do you, do you think it exists? Do you think there is um, um, something unusual? We should get the Barry there. Manilow track in the background. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think there's a normal explanation for it? You talking to the singing man or myself? Uh, I told you, I told you the sense, Ron. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, I always consider myself uh, as an observer in life rather than. Uh, someone who comes up with conclusions. Uh, it's I want to observe things, and then I I look at the theories, and and that's kind of what I think. Oh, that's cool. That could be. I look at the validity of any of the theories, but uh, you, you know, I really don't have an opinion. I think this. Uh, it's like ghosts. I really don't have an opinion on ghosts. If you really get down to the brass and taps, even though I've seen what I feel was uh, for solid apparitions and yet when i look back on it i i doubt did i really see that you know because that's the horse, what's that it's a horseback a horseback yeah the apparition no no horsebacks sorry but anyways uh yeah it, it's it's difficult uh, for me, I, I think that I will never have conclusions on everything that's out there and, and until my life is over and then I know everything. <laughs> Not that I don't know everything now, but that's besides the point. Uh, I, yeah, I really, I mean, we, we, we say that so often, don't we? Um, oh, you know, so-and-so's past, he, was, he spent his life looking for years. At least now he has the answers. But maybe... Oh, Definitely. don't say that, Steve. I'm looking so forward to it. Don't, don't bust my balloon. <laughs> it's an assumption that we make, isn't it? That we will, at that moment, we will find out the answers to all of our questions. And that right. we, but if death is final, then we go to we go to oblivion. Then we're never, screwed. 
We're screwed. Yeah. I mean, I've always said if I wake up dead, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> That's, I mean, let's say Catholic. Uh, you know, I'm very Catholic, and uh, even in my beliefs that I, that I always, you know, think about them in different things. And, and it, it's my opinion now that heaven is not a, a place, but it's more of a an existence rather than a, a, a physical place. Well, Jesus said it exists because he said he's got a house there. Yeah, I know, but that's it was all metaphorical. Oh, I mean, it's real estate, isn't it? I mean, I, my my dad's house is there, and I'll keep his space in it. Yeah, it's of uh, the Christian belief. There's a room in the house. It's a bloody big house, mm-hmm. not as big as the Mayflower. Of course not, because you know everybody in the United States came over in the Mayflower. Well, you know that, right? Everybody in New England, the Mayflower. Yes, absolutely. Came over on the Mayflower, which I've worked out must have been the size of the USS Kitty Hawk. Oh, at least, and uh, also, you know, it's kind of like you know, if you go past life regression, you, everybody was the Queen of Scots or uh, uh, somebody, Mona Lisa or Da Vinci or Nostradamus or whoever you want to. Carl. Mary Queen of Scots, she did get about. She was quite a gal. Yeah. By the way, I, I saw a movie they did on the newest movie on the Queen of Scots, and it was absolutely horrible. Oh, was that the one where she meets uh, Elizabeth? Yes. That didn't actually happen in real life. Right. It was absolutely horrendous. I, yeah, I couldn't it was believe a movie. Ugh. Ugh. Whatever. She gets her head cut off at the end. Mm. Ah, well, they kept that part true, anyways. Did the, the dog run out in the, in the, from under a frock? No. There were no little dogs in it. It was a bad movie. It, <sighs> um, and the, the, what they did, they did that terrible thing where they, they try and incorporate, they try and be politically correct by having people... What, Mel Gibson wasn't in it then? No, no. no. But they had, they had <laughs> Nobody painted themselves blue. They had Bess of Hardwick played by an Oriental actress. And yeah. they had an English statesman played by a black actor. Now, they know that historically, Bess of Hardwick was white, and they know that all the people in the court at that time were white. Mm-hmm. The director wanted to include people of colour. Rewriting history, my friend. Yeah, if you want to do a historically accurate film, do like they did by use of 571. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They would win the Americans. <laughs> they also won the Battle of Britain. That's yeah. in the Pearl Harbor movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Right. So, anyways. Uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, apparitions in itself, because as I mentioned, I, I believe I saw four in my years of investigating. And oddly enough, none of them well I was investigating, mostly doing uh, events and stuff. But uh, as... Dylan, Dylan, have you ever witnessed an apparition that you believe was an apparition? When I was about seven years old, um, I woke up uh, at night um, (laughs) thinking that I saw my uncle, who had died about six months or so before, standing by my bedroom door, and then he slowly faded away. Um, But it's like it goes back to what you said earlier. You, You question it, and you look back, and you think, well... Could there have been a natural explanation? Could it be in that experience where you're waking from a dreamlike state? Um, because he was on my mind a lot at that age because mm-hmm. he, was, he was very special to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only thing that I've ever seen which I thought was that potentially could have been a ghost. 
See, that's that's the biggest problem with what we do is, I mean, all all of our, our work is really based on human testimony and human experiences, and yet our brains, you know, afterwards, the farther we get from the event, the more logic we throw at it and, and try to – we come up with it, and we even doubt. I mean, the farther you get from any event, of course, the circumstances change in your mind, and, and we know that from that, that game where you whisper everybody in, in the line and everybody, but uh, – it's 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 unfortunate we have people by our brains, logical brains, that uh, it makes it difficult in for what we do. Uh, do you agree with that, Steve? Um, it, it's always when you when you talk to somebody about their experiences, one of the things that highlights an over-rehearsed story and therefore one's likely to be a confabulation is when the story is being told exact too precisely exactly the same over and over and over days weeks months even years apart because that would be how you would tell a fictional account that had been written into your mind um when you're talking to somebody who's had a genuine and real experience and some of the the minutiae the smaller details um, and even some of the larger details will change over time as the story fades, um, as their recollections fade. And we've said before, I mean, I, I cannot recall what I had for breakfast last Thursday or what I often what I did last Thursday or wore last Thursday or said to or who I met. And that's normal for the human it's a condition for the human being. Uh, we don't recall things perfectly every time. But when people do recall things perfectly, that's that usually is something you know, to set up alarm bells. One of the things I'm going to be looking at at Spirit Quest when I do my uh, presentation uh, is it, it, looking at how to investigate the X-Files. And witness testimony is going to be one of the things that we'll be looked at. Oh, cool. Without wanting to keep too much away about what I'm going to be talking about, you know, she hasn't written it yet. Oh. <laughs> I was going to wing it completely on the day. Improvisation. Just, just, no. just, just get Steve to write it for you. <laughs> it works for Rob. It does. It works for me. <laughs> but, you know, witnesses, there's a ho- you could spend the whole day or week looking at oh, don't. the witnesses, but we're not going to, thankfully. Um, and it, it's... You know, one of the things that you're looking at is any reason to remember. And what Steve had for breakfast last Thursday, probably you have no reason to want to remember it. It was just run of the mill. Whereas an apparitional experience, you would think would be worth, mem- you know, remembering. Well, you might. I mean, and you do get witnesses who say, who you know, oh, I can remember and I looked at the clock. Well, I doubt that they did. Uh, I mean, often the cases um, you'll say is, well, we have an apparition regularly. Do you own a video camera or a smartphone? Well, yes, I do. Have you ever taken a picture of it? Oh, we never thought to. Mm. Which is a bit strange. Yeah, when you have that, like, oh, yes, I I looked at the clock. Even in in police cases, that's uh, always people. Because I looked at my watch just as I discovered the body. Exactly. And, yeah. But there are times when you think you're uh, going to give evidence or, or that you need to verify it, that you will look at a clock. But it's always after the fact. Then 
during the thing. Anyways, the tunes are on, so we've got to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Clark and our special guest, Dylan Jones, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom and the Galant Messier Law Group. Welcome to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. And you are most welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, the Coast to Coast International Edition. With yes, your it host, is. yes, it is. With your host, yeah. Ron Kolick. And your co host, the gold standard in bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that on the radio, by the way. No, you can't say bullshit on the radio. And, no, the, gold, and the gold standard in storytelling. Or ex gold, former gold standard. Former gold storytelling. Uh, uh, <laughs> When he could be bothered, tell for his tales, Dylan Jones. Good evening, Dylan Jones. Good evening. Thank you very much. <clears throat> so we're going to get any more bullshit stories stories from the teller. Yeah. When? When he's resurrected. Let's get him to. <laughs> we need a little necromancy here. Let's pin him down well, for when, the date. When he's not running a million pound turnover business, what can I do? You know. Yeah, I've run haunted houses. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Things are a little bit busy at the moment. Oh, here we go. Belittling everybody else's career. Put what put no. one on the job. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start me. Don't start me. Put more men on the job. That's that's a line from somewhere I can't remember. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve's in the new orange is the new black, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was I not dealing with a production executive from Netflix today? You were dealing with a executive from a company that are working for Netflix, making a Netflix documentary series. Oh, excellent. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. He's the new villain in the new series of Gotham. I don't doubt it. <laughs> the name is Bond. Brooke Bond. <laughs> hey, speaking about that, what do you think of the idea of, of making that James Bond a woman? No. Absolutely. Oh my God! How, how can they do that? No offense. Call it something else. Don't call it. 
double seven. I mean, you absolutely can't for a historical reason that the book's author, Ian Fleming, created a genuine character, which was a Lieutenant Commander Bond, Royal Navy, mm. who was a male figure. And, and fact, his name was James. And, in fa- and his name was James. And in fact, the last of the movies, Skyfall, deals with his childhood, uh, which is continuing on into Spectre, where the other cast member actually says, the evil Blofeld actually says um, that we were brothers. Mm. Now, so unless James has suddenly rushed off in his mid-80s to get a gender change... Could happen. Maybe he came to the States. Ain't happening. You cannot have... I mean, whatever next, Paddington Bear will be a girl. Mm. You do? No. Oh. <laughs> Big Bird. I mean, be like curious, curious Georgette. Yeah, I mean, well, they've done it to um, they've done it to Ghostbusters and they've done it to Doctor Who. And we see how that's turned out. Well, yeah. Don't get me wrong. If they want to produce something with a good female character, you know, in her own right, brilliant. I think so. Don't have to do it to things that are already. They did. They had an incredibly strong female uh, lead in Torchwood. Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't have to do it. No. You don't to have gender to... swap. Oh, we have Lara Craft too, which is a strong female lead yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Let's not, you know, I mean, let's recreate um, the Ghostbusters or James yeah. Bond and call her Jane or Doctor Who. I mean, <clears throat> the scripts were bad anyway, but Doctor Who just bombed. Did it really? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I haven't seen. I, all I saw was the the advertisements. I never saw any of the one with the what, female. What, what they say is, and we were shouted down as sexist and misogynist when we said Ghostbusters with an all female cast and Paul Vega as a director ain't going to work. I agreed on that one. And lo and behold, it didn't work. It didn't. We were shouted down as misogynist and um, sexist. Uh, when we said, I don't think the do- having a female Doctor Who would work. It didn't. It didn't. Mm. Anyway, I did watch the original Ghostbusters, but by, by, that, that is probably one of the best-made films. That thing is just totally awesome. And there was there was no uh, I mean you had strong female characters in that, but they just yes. but the female played a character. It wasn't about the gender. Right. I mean, look at in the 2016 movie, you had um, the male secretary, Chris Hemsworth, Chris yeah. Hemsworth, who was made to be a buffoon. Well, all exactly. the male characters were portrayed as buffoons yeah. or misogynists. Yeah. Um, and that that never took place in the earlier movies. No. Right. And we we had, you know we had strong leads and like for against his alien uh, with Sigourney Weaver as the hero. And <laughs> he, he, even in uh, Aliens, the, the follow-up, there was that uh, female uh, woman uh, space marine there who – by the way, we do have our own space force, so, so congratulate us. We'll be watching over the Earth for you guys, so don't worry about it. Coming to an asteroid belt near you. <laughs> so th- there are you know, there are good, good roles for, uh, for female actors. It's just when they, they miscast them that, uh, then, that if you say anything, you become sexist. Well, I mean, for me, one of the defining moments of the 2016 Ghostbuster film is when Leslie Jones plummeted so ingracefully off the stage, hit the floor, and came out with that immortal line. That, I don't know whether it's a man. Was it, is it, I don't know whether it's a lady race, thing. Or a race thing. Or a race thing. Now, yeah. the, that was the most unnecessary film line I have ever heard. 
Well, they even went back and filmed some other parts to slot into what they'd already yeah. filmed uh, in relation or to try and address the sort of gender issue. All she had to say was what any other person would have said is, Ow! Or oh, something else, a little stronger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a shame because the people, the, the, the women they had in it have been very funny in other films. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think that he was the right director with that particular cast to do what they were doing. And because they didn't link it directly back and contradict what they Except said at the start. Weird. What, they, what they contradicted in the, the first trailer they put out, Ooh. it just made a complete hash of it. Yeah. So I think 2020 is going to be a whole lot different. Oh, I think so too. I, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame we have no women on the show because uh, this is going to come off very sexist. You know that, don't you? I think we should, well, you, well, I mean, that's, even that's not true because um, if you think of Ghost Chronicles The Next Generation, your co-host there is, is Anne Kerrigan. And if you right. think of the morning show, your co-host there with Roxy Zwicker. So out of, three, out of three shows, two of them, the co-host is female. Although they, although they would accuse you of being sexist because the female is the co-host, a.k.a. the subservient role. Right, same as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except we both know the reality of that. We do not. It's a mere title. <laughs> he knows what side his bread is buttered on. Yeah, yeah, because he's getting paid, is he? He knows exactly what it yeah. is. <laughs> I just do it for the pain. Just for the pain. Anyways, uh, I think we should change the subject before we get uh, <laughs> soldierist. It's masochist. Yes. <laughs> what else can we get in trouble with? <laughs> well, we've managed lots in the yeah. past. I mean, people should listen back to the Stephen Scott Ron Ron Cole. Oh no, 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 no! The men haters. I mean, the women haters club. <laughs> I, I, I've got something. Oh, hello. Go on then. Get cream for it. Now. Do you think there's anything uh, in in what we do in the investigations that you think? we shouldn't investigate. Is there a limit to the things we should talk about? Oh, go on now. Wait, wait a minute. Are you ch- wait a minute. Uh, what's your name? Dylan. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> are you meaning ethically, morally, or religiously? No, no, no. I'm talking purely with the paranormal. There's a case going on in this country at the moment, which it's is... not a case. It's, it's not a case as yet. No, it's a Facebook Live yes, stunt. Oh, it's sure. a stunt going on. Um, but the subject matter is, is, is deemed controversial. Um, is there any? Let's talk you, about it. What is it? Okay, on Facebook Live, yours. There don't is a, not, don't lean on my desk. No, oh, sorry, I levitate. Um, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> just going to Zoom. That. There is a group um, in the UK who like to do these Facebook Lives uh, and see that as a form of investigation. Mm-hmm. And what they have done is they claim to have been approached by somebody who is apparently being haunted by the ghost of a murderess. Um, she, it, it follows a very recent, well, it's a recent case. I've heard of the Moore's murders. The Moore's murders from the 1960s. Yes, yes, um, yes. And it, it's a very emotive subject in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they claim that they want to do this Facebook Live about this whole thing, that this the ghost of Myra Hindley is, um, is supposed to be haunting this well, medium, I, I presume. Do you think that that is crossing a line? Is, is there, are they talking about the parents that are still alive? Well, there's, there are relatives of some of the children who are murdered that haven't been found um, have um, complained that this is going ahead. 
they think it's insensitive. So let me say this on 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 two fronts. Mm. On the first front, publicly is absolutely horrendous. Mm. On secondly, on the private front, it's if any information could really be obtained, then I don't see anything wrong with it. <clears throat> if it's that seriously. Yeah, I think that's that's the main thrust of it is that they don't like the fact that it's in the public eye and there's this sort of sensationalist approach that they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the danger, isn't it, with Facebook Live and everything has to be done on YouTube now. Oh, absolutely. So, Steve, I'm very quiet by here. I know. it. What, what do we do to him? I have nothing. I'm just listening to the debate. Is, is she levitating? Or? <laughs> no, I'm listening to the debate. Uh, so how do you weigh on it, Steve? How do you weigh in on it? Uh, well, I was phoned up the other day by somebody who was quite irate, saying that um, they were outraged that this group was going to... Uh, because all that's been saying at that stage is... Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, Myra Hindley <laughs> revealed... Uh-huh. And then the promise of some sensational history making Facebook Live. Um, now, this group, this group just make a noise. Uh, this group of individuals just make a noise on social media. Is this and, the same that, that films the doll? Yeah, it's the yeah. same idiot that films the doll. Yeah, um, so, I mean, my, my thoughts at the time is well, we don't know what he's up to. It's bound to be almost certainly a publicity stunt because there's no content to it. Um, in, in what he's doing by way of his promotion. And anyway, the more oxygen we give him by way of outrage, generating, um, there's been a petition, uh, it's made some of the national newspapers, or there's no, there is no such thing as bad publicity. It goes live tonight in about, in about 15, 20 minutes' time, mm-hmm. and I can guarantee that 10 times more people will go onto Facebook Live than would have done um, but for the mock outrage mm. of the snowflakes. Um, in fact, even the teller of Curious Tales burst through the door this morning and said, oh, it's on tonight. I said, what is? Oh, the Myra Hindley. So what? And I posted on social media the yes, other but day. Point out, I'm interested there was from no, a media perspective. There was no outrage whatsoever on the post that Zach Bagans put up just a few days earlier, mm-hmm. saying he had all the bits of Charles Manson. I didn't know about that until uh, he that. had all the sweepings from from um, the the funeral kill yeah. of Charles Manson. He had Charles Manson's shawl or shroud, or and there was no outrage. And Zach's also doing a program, um, a, a series of ghost but, programs, looking at uh, the search for serial killers. Do you think though that the outrage is because it's associated closely with with Britain? The Myra Hindu. No, I mean, we've got, Zach has we've got nothing got, to do with this. On, on a scale of, of, of uh, murderers, the, uh, Brady and Hindley were actually quite low down the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't get very many. Dr. Harold Shippen, Shipman got ho- ho- several hundreds. Yeah. Nurse Beverly, McCann, oh, she, she managed into. There's another one quite recently where they're examining mm-hmm. up to 60. Yeah. Now, Yes, it was outrageous. It was over 50 years ago. And I think this outrage is just fueled by media frenzy. Right. You know, the media still love to hate Brady and Hindley. You know, they are, they are no more evil than other serial killers who've come and got the Wests, for example. Exactly, yeah. And yet they're not continually reviled. Mm. Um, and I, I have to say that looking through this, the, the comments on social media, what you were seeing was snowflakes. 
people who knew nothing whatsoever about what was being planned because nobody had said anything about what was being planned apart from a title page. Yes, but should they, they do it? They were outraged. Should they do it? Should they be? Should they could just leak, like Ron said? That should be something that could well, be done in private. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Let's have the outrage after they've done the event. Mm. No, at least there'll be something to be outraged about. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Remember yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yes. There was huge outrage, protestations outside cinemas, that this group of people um, were going to mock Christ. Bishops were appearing on television demanding that these people be excommunicated and cast into the bowels of, of, of hell. Mm. And then they were asked, but have you ever seen the film? Oh, no, no, I haven't seen it. I wouldn't go to watch it. Mm. Terrible bloody film. No, you see about this morning I came in with excitement about, about it being on. the outrage. I'm interested from a media point of view because it's, it's how they portray themselves. It's how they show that this is the way of doing investigations and my interest in media representations of the paranormal is what I'm really interested in. So anyways, for our, our American audience, could you give us a, a brief uh, history of, of what the, we're talking about, just just so they're aware of it, you know, the, the more murders and, and the names you mentioned? I refer to uh, Police Constable Dillon. Yeah, back in the 1960s, Myra Hindley and Ian Brady uh, abducted um, and murdered uh, a number of uh, children, young people, and and adults, and adults, um, and buried their remains on Saddleworth Moor, uh, on the outskirts of Manchester. Um, now, my uncle, who was a was also a police officer, he actually uh, listened to audio recordings that Hindley and Brady recorded. Um, so, and, and the effect that it had on the, I know of, of, from him having to listen to it and colleagues, it was it was heartbreaking. Um, and it, it's one of those cases that has sort of etched itself into, you know, the sort of British psyche when it comes to to crime and murders. Um, and it seems it always evokes a very strong response because there are some um, remains that have never been found. And now mm -hmm. that Brady and Hindley have uh, have died, um, the chances of them ever being recovered and you know, to the families to give them a proper burial, that's ne that's unlikely to happen. Um, so my view of it would be, should this have been something that even though they're doing it, should they have just left it alone? Right. You know, is this something that, yeah, you know, you can investigate um, whatever you want, but you have to be respectful. Um, you have to bear in mind... You know uh, uh, the sensitivities around the case. See, this this you're you're actually stepping on one of my uh, pet peeves in the, about mediums, and that a medium will go into a building and say, okay, oh, the schoolmaster was a, a pervert. He abused children and everything else. Now this person may be dead, is dead, but he may have relatives, and he was never ever. Uh, you know, tried or, or even convicted or, or even accused of anything. And yet we have this person who walks in on, on what? Their own particular beliefs and say, the, say whatever they want. That's, that to me is absolutely horrendous. And, and I, there are so many people who do that. They'll go into locations and just slander whoever's there uh, for their own etrification. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this famously happened um, during an episode of Most Haunted um, with 
the show um the vacuum cleaner no <clears throat> this happened <clears throat> during during one episode of most haunted which took place um during series nine um they 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 picked up um on a murder <clears throat> um or somebody had been run over or um hit by a car and um the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Kept me there. Yeah. Anyway, they 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 decided. Well, the psychic decided that they were going to um, locate this spirit. They were drawn to a particular room and an office, and they located this man, uh, the spirit of this man who committed this heinous crime and got away with it. Um, now, we had been at that location for a number of years beforehand, and we knew immediately where the office was, and it didn't take us more than an hour to find out who the person was, uh, this Cortina man. And this man was still very much alive, and he never owned a Cortina at the time, a Ford Cortina car. Um, now, when we spoke to him, and said, you know, did you inadvertently ever run somebody over and kill them and then sweep the remains, you know, um, know, under the slipway and say nothing and shh? Um, As you can imagine, he wasn't just uh, slightly annoyed. He was (laughs) irate and incensed and was actually looking at the, you know, he'd been branded on national television on an internationally acclaimed, uh, renowned series as a hit-and-run driver. Um, I, this fortunately, uh, he decided that it, realistically the publicity and the effort wasn't worth the hassle. Um, but that just goes to show you what you know what um, what you know when a medium runs runs amok, mm. or when ghost investigators run amok. But don't you think this, this all comes back to one thing we had a, a chat about earlier is, is when it comes to ethical considerations, what you should and shouldn't well, do. Well, I mean, you've got this group in Ireland who only a few mo- few short months ago mm. uh, trundled off to do uh, an, an important investigation of a graveyard uh, that, took, uh, that was surrounding one of these Irish laundries, uh, Catholic laundries. Uh, now, in the grounds of that was a uh, burial ground, uh, and in the burial ground were the remains of up to 800 young people and infants, now, the burial ground was only closed in, and the final burials only took place in the early 1960s. And such is Ireland that many family members of those buried in the burial ground um, are still alive and still living close to the area. Right. And indeed, there were even brothers and sisters of infants that were buried there. Still living in the area. And this Irish group decided that they were going to trumpet their way through this um, with the K2 meter and squawk boxes to do an investigation to save and to rescue these poor, tortured infant spirits. They genuinely uh, put themselves out as doing a public service for the good of the spirits. Mm. And they were proud of it. Where are demons when you need them? Well, well, at least in America, that bunch of clods that were on the railway trestle got yeah. They, did, they did get to see a train. They met the spectral train, yep. Yeah. It was all so real. Was it the city of Albany that got derailed? No, no. Yeah. 
We're going to look for a spectral goat train on the trestle, boys. <laughs> oh, I can hear the whistle. Oh, my God, we're going to get evidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they get evidence. <laughs> Splat. You see, now, we will be accused of being insensitive and crass. Of course we will. We've already been. People will write in, and it's care of, uh, Ghost Chronicles International, care of Ron Kolek. K-O-L-E-K. Yeah, one. Sunset Boulevard. Absolutely. Some without the Merrimack Valley. The whole purpose of this show is to get people to talk and think and if we're not doing that, we're not doing our jobs, the way I look at it. I mean, you don't have to agree. I, we, I don't expect we any. Don't. We don't expect people to agree with us. But, you know, it is a broad church, and you know what we're saying about, oh, parry unity, that's always. <laughs> yeah. We're all on the same side. We're all looking for the same thing. Yeah. We are absolutely not looking for the same thing. We are absolutely. How can we be on the same side as Lee Steer? I wouldn't want to. Or Zach Bacon's. No. Or any number of. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Any number of these other. Um, bacon. Yeah. I like bacon. I love bacon. Bond's never had British bacon. <gasps> He's going to have to come over just for that. You I, know. I just bought some the other day. The thing was so thick. Oh, was it good? British, oh. British bacon. Maple. Maplewood bacon. Oh. No, 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 no. no. Bacon. Um. British bacon has been known. In fact, it's a, it's a recognised, medically recognised cure for ve- for veganism. Yeah. It's also a cure for hangovers and veganism. Yes. Yeah. I I don't I I don't see how. Uh, well, I mean, but, in fact, my daughter was a vegan, so she had. <laughs> I, I know, but uh, you know, Britain isn't isn't associated with uh, good cooks. <gasps> We've got Jamie Oliver. We've got Gordon Ramsay. He's not a cook. <laughs> well, Ron continues. I may, may, may respond in the Gordon Ramsay style. We've got Wimpy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I, when I come over there, I definitely have to try this. Uh, We're back to the wedding again. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Brexit. Yes, <laughs> never. <laughs> Are you casting aspersions upon my word? No, we're just casting aspersions on your ability to fly the Atlantic. I may be dead. I'm going there as a ghost. <laughs> Wait, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Will. I'll make, I'll make you a promise now. Okay. After you pass, yes. I will ensure that part of you is scattered across the, gr- the Great British Isles. Oh, that would be great. I, th- I can make that a promise. Uh, we, I'm sure we can f- fly the container of I'm be, uh, oh, yeah, because I'm going to be, uh, you know, after I'm cremated, I'm going to be put into a uh, coffee can, chock full of nuts, that heavily coffee. There you go. So if you send some of the soot over here, mm-hmm. I don't know why they call it actually it's soot. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, you know, a story, a little side story on that. We did a, uh, a, a ghost hunt uh, cruise, and uh, actually it was a tour of it. Wasn't on the gondola, was it? No, it was not. It was on a real <laughs> boat. <laughs> and and the interesting thing about us is, is during the thing we actually to death. we actually <laughs> scattered ashes. So that was kind of interesting. As I said, the gondola trip closest I've ever been to death. We were laughing about that yesterday. But, but you rose to death, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, as I was saying, you would never have known it because we were all so perfectly frozen. <laughs> 
It could have thought. <laughs> so, like frozen peas. <laughs> I've never felt so welcome to see a Dunkin' Donuts in my life. Oh, oh that hot chocolate, no matter how bad it oh, was, oh. tasted great. <laughs> but anyways, that's the end of the show. So uh, oh, well, go check, yeah, check out the uh, the website, inigosproject.com, and see what uh, Steve is going to be doing when he comes over here. We've got a whole bunch of things. He's going to be uh, eating meals with dead people and stuff like this it's 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 great and yeah, check it out interesting and fun um stuff to do yes fun stuff yes fun, fun, fun stuff fun. we've got to rush off because as you as, as you may remember dylan is rushing off to see the serial killer expose mm. on uh, facebook live oh really yeah, don't don't be encouraged to join in and watch it yourself no are, are they charging for this he's, he's doing it for research purposes yeah, I know he is. <laughs> like some weird voyeurism. There, I mean, there are some. I know that. Uh, I remember that uh, Felix, uh, Richard Felix, used to have uh, cams at his Derby jail. No, no, no. Uh, son did, and that got him in. We got him jailed, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Also, kill any opportunity for to have him back on the show again. My fault he's Anyways, we do have to leave. We want to thank everyone for listening. And remember to send all your hate mail to me. <laughs> Ghost Chronicles International, courtesy of Vine Boulevard, Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Dylan, thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you guys in uh, three shot can't weeks, right? Can't wait. I've got an email here from Richard Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Still it. Remember, <laughs> good night. God bless. We'll see you next week. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.